Okay, welcome to Julian's Lightroom, episode 10. I've kind of been putting off starting the episode for the past few minutes here, probably out of, (laughs) I don't know, there's just a lot to cover. There's a lot that could be covered, and I'm definitely not going to cover everything, uh, but I'm going to try to touch on everything that feels important and relevant to me, so... First, I want to thank you for being here, if you are listening, and um, hope that whatever's going on in your life, whatever's going on today, you can find the silver lining in it, or I hope it's been a beautiful day for you. Um, But anyways, (laughs) maybe I'm procrastinating again by saying this, but the question I've been asking myself and thinking and writing about uh, for the past two days uh well the question first began with what does it mean to love yourself and it was a big question i knew it was a big question but i kind of wanted to dive into it i want to understand it a little bit more because i think that this is uh kind of a topic that i wrestle with with myself and uh through spending some time thinking and writing about it and trying to come up with an answer I changed the title and the question to what does it mean to love myself? Because as we're going to get into it, it can be so complex. And I realized I can't answer confidently for anybody except for myself. And I'm still trying to figure out how to answer that question for myself. And so I don't want to come off like I have any sort of answer for anyone but me and I'm still trying to figure out the answer for myself so I definitely don't have an answer for you Um, but this is just the process that I'm going through and trying to uh, understand what does it mean to love myself what does it look like what does it feel like and we may have an idea we may hear people be like oh you know I love myself I'm gonna go eat a pint of ice cream or uh (laughs) I'm going to go get my hair done and my nails did. And it's like, sure, that could definitely be part of it. Um, But it's only like one part of the equation, right? Like if I'm just getting my hair done and eating pints of ice cream day after day, that doesn't look very lovely after a while. Like if that's what I'm doing every day and that's it, um, (laughs) that's not necessarily in my own kind of eyes or my own kind of idea. Uh, that doesn't sound awesome to me, you know. Um, there's a time and place for like special things and and treats and, and and things like that. But anyways, I'm almost getting off on a ramble or a tangent. Um, and then for some of us, loving myself could look like, you know, I'm gonna get in a cold shower right away when I wake up. Um, it's uncomfortable, and at first it's like, how does that? How are you loving yourself by doing that? But it's it's more about um, you know, the benefits that come afterward or, or yeah, the greater context around it. It's like, like, yeah, it's like, obviously it's uncomfortable. That's why I'm doing it, but I feel incredible after. So that's a form of love towards myself. Um, but before getting carried away on that front, um, I think it's important to define what love is and ask myself, what is love? probably put the music in there i had to do that um and how do i define love wow what a behemoth to walk up to what is love what does love look like and the first thing that came to my mind when i was writing it down the past couple days is acting or serving the best interests of whoever or whatever is Uh, the recipient of that love, whoever, whatever is the subject of that love. And so then you have to ask yourself, what's the best interest? And that's a really difficult question, especially if it's someone or something other than yourself. Because (laughs) 
It's so hard to speak on someone else's behalf or feel or think on someone else's behalf. You know, unless you have a long-standing, powerful connection with somebody and you've had the opportunity to communicate and, and try and fail and try again to understand what is in that person's best interest. But our best interest varies, you know? Like, for an example, like someone who is uh, struggling with quitting cigarettes and and is having like a really hard time having withdrawals you know they might think to themselves or say to themselves or even say to others like if like while they're struggling like hey like a cigarette is in my best interest right now i feel like shit you know um but you know people from the outside might be thinking well you know it's in your best interest to go through this pain come out the other side and you know hopefully overcome this addiction and so it can be really subjective and fluctuate and you know i'm sure that a lot of us can relate to um you know just the idea the feeling or the concept of you know maybe something like tough love or like you know i'm teaching you this lesson because i love you even if it's uncomfortable and it's you know there's a lot of i think there's a lot of gray area there there's a lot of nuance there's a lot of context and there's a spectrum of where those kinds of situations can exist so that's it's not a simple thing to ask um what's someone else's best interest and so i had to turn and ask the only person i uh could <laughs> understand fully um and it'd be interesting to ask uh, other people this question too but it was interesting enough asking myself and then coming up with answers what is in my best interest? If I, you know, split into the interviewer and interviewee, hey, Julian, what is in your best interest? What would you want? Um, what is love? <laughs> uh, what, what does it, it look like? What, what, is your, what kind of love do you want? Because there's different kinds, right? And so for me, I'm like, okay, well love would be acting in my best interest and what are my best interests you could also call those values maybe those maybe those best interests are my values so what are my values i value truth i value honesty i value security so you know shelter food safety uh that would be security of finances as well that's a value and finances can provide food and shelter blah 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 all this um I value resiliency, efficiency, and capacity of the body and mind. I value freedom, expressive freedom, emotional freedom, creative freedom. Um, and yeah, I think I could go on and on, but um, oh, other things like presence and, and focus, you know, um, those are really important, especially in terms of communicating, especially in terms of taking in and saturating and experience this, experiencing this short life we have. Um, being present, being focused, having a powerful attention is all really important. And so I, you know, if I was loving myself, if there are two Julians right here right now, I'd be like, hey man, um, if I'm ever acting out of accordance with these values or these interests, I would like your help in steering me back on the on the right direction. If you're ever catching me, if you're ever catching me doing something that works against these traits and values, then I want your help to uh, yeah get me back on track. If you uh, will provide that, you know, and that's that's love for me. Is can you help me face my fears? Can you help me face my limitations? Can you help me push towards a higher, um, just a higher version of myself, I suppose. Um, and that brought me to another question that I asked myself was, does love require a vision or a particular standard? Because I don't know, like if, uh, I don't know if that, if that, like, if that's other version of Julian who I'm asking to help me doesn't follow through with that, you know, 
am I going to conclude that it, it, he doesn't love me or Julian doesn't love me or whatever? This is getting a little bit confusing, to be honest. Um, does love require a vision or a standard? Does it require kind of like a higher calling or a higher direction to move in? Maybe for me, it does. Maybe that's my answer is like, you know, I wouldn't feel very loved if I was, uh, if I was just, if everyone just watched me like, uh, degenerate into a really low, really low vibe version of myself into all of my destructive tendencies. You know, I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel taken care of. I wouldn't feel loved. I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel, uh, like valuable, I guess, which is interesting, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so love for me is, is, is living in accordance with those values and going forward, we can call that living in alignment. So if I'm living in a way that is creating and fostering those values to grow and be upheld, and that's alignment to me. And then acting out of alignment would be acting in ways that do not uphold those values or even are completely counterproductive to them. So things like, um, uh, n like not being able to forgive myself, things like being um, too hard and critic critical of myself. Um, I'm sure we all experience that to one degree or another. And this is something I've been realizing lately. I've been feeling and I've been hearing in my own head are the times where I'm very critical and judgmental towards myself. I would imagine, okay, what if I acted, spoke, or felt that way about someone else actually outside of me? Would I be very proud of how I'm treating them? Like, is that how I want to treat my friends and my family is with this with this criticism and with this harsh judge that I put towards myself, I actually, I wouldn't want to do that to the people I love. So why would I want to do that to myself? You know? So that's another, that's another kind of, uh, way to think or define love is like, um, you know, if I'm acting out of accordance with my values, it's not necessarily productive to be extremely punishing for it. I'd rather be understanding, empathetic, acknowledge it, let it go, and then encourage back towards the path instead of lashing myself for being off the path. So this is like, I suppose, what I define love as for myself and and those are the values i have so so again like truth security flourishment expressive freedom emotional freedom um kindness forgiveness patience attention um those kinds of things and that kind of extends beyond me that's kind of what i want for humanity as well that's what i want for people um, but again, I kind of have to make an assumption there that, and that's my, my assumption, even though it might seem obvious is that that would be good for everybody. Um, and that's an assumption on my behalf. And that's one I feel pretty comfortable making. Um, but the interesting thing is that not necessarily everyone values those things to the same degree, or there's other things in there that they might value over some of those qualities that I do not value. And so it can get really complicated and specific in particular for each person. And so I hope I've kind of outlined that somewhat clearly of what love means to me. And that's, this is just my answer right now. This is just my answer right now in this place and time. And I'm, and I imagine as I get older and experiences change that this, this answer is going to become more elaborate and more confident, um, or maybe it'll evolve and maybe I'll always, you know, kind of be asking that question and seeing how it changes and seeing what I learn. So yeah, how do I define love? It's upholding my deepest values. And I would hope that someone who chooses to love me 
helps me uphold those deepest values. And if I'm going to love someone else, then I want to act in their best interest and help them uphold their values. Um, yeah, I could get, <laughs> I could be going on a, on so many rambles or so many tangents with this, uh, with this question. So I'm going to be careful not to get carried away. Okay. So we have, uh, or I have, Julian has defined love for myself. Okay. The next thing is who is myself? Okay. Where is this love being directed to exactly? Um, because, you know, sometimes we may be showing love to certain parts of ourselves and not others. So who am I going to show this love to? Um, there's parts of ourselves that are positive and that have great qualities and we acknowledge that in ourselves and I'm sure it's no surprise that it's really easy to love that part of yourself. In fact, the ego loves it. Ego feeds on it. Loves that dude. My good qualities. Damn. That's like a, that's like a good meal right there. That shit is easy to put back and it's very easy to get to, uh, attached to. So that's another, that's another, uh, thing to keep in mind is like, be careful getting too attached to your <laughs> good qualities. Um, because, because the shadow will come out every now and then and the bad qualities do exist, um, or the ugly parts of ourselves or the, the, we might call counterproductive parts of ourselves, which might be, um, like if I catch myself scrolling too much, um, there's a time and place where I'm okay with, you know, scrolling a little bit, consuming some, consuming some quality media and having a good laugh. Um, or seeing something cool. Um, but then there's also times where I'm doing it kind of addictively in, in, in like a very, <sighs> just like consuming mindlessly, I suppose, especially when it's taking up time from other things that are more of a priority. Um, especially while I have more energy during the day and better attention. So it's like, that's a waste of good energy right there. You know, I can scroll later in the night when I'm, you know, a little bit tired, just kind of laying around, not doing anything. That's not so bad. Um, anyways, uh, so there's, there's different parts of ourselves. There's this part, there's the, there are those parts of ourselves that uphold our values, but then there's also those parts of ourselves that come out and do not uphold our values. And that scrolling is an example. Sometimes we'll say something or act in a way to a friend, a loved one, or a stranger, which, uh, you know, we might look back on and be quite embarrassed or be like, Oh, that wasn't very cool. Like, why did I do that? Um, and you know, I still catch myself doing it and, you know, just asking myself like, where did that come from? Why did that come out? Why did I say it like that? You know, those kinds of questions. So there are different parts of ourselves. Um, maybe an infinite amount, all sorts on the spectrum, on the gradient of who we are. Um, but myself, Julian encompasses all of it. It encompasses the good and it encompasses the bad as well, or the counterproductive. If we don't want to put too negative of a term on it. Um, excuse my sniffle coming back from some congestion. So I must love myself entirely. I believe that's a statement. Uh, why must I love myself entirely? Well, <laughs> I think that, I think that love is a way to heal, um, those difficult, dark or counterproductive parts of ourselves. Um, like I mentioned before, I don't think it's very productive to make a bad situation worse, if you will. So if you catch yourself acting or speaking in a way that does not uphold your values, then what does that judge in your mind say? Is he going to start lashing you and punishing you for it? If so, then you're already adding insult to injury. So boom, 
one thing has happened that is already not ideal. That being the action that was taken that is not in, in line with the values. So boom, that's already one negative on the scoreboard. Getting pissed off at yourself <laughs> and, and lashing yourself and punishing yourself is like, that's just, okay, now we're at 200%. Uh, negative thing. So put another one on the scoreboard in the this sucks department, you know, um, totally non-productive and not helpful. Um, it doesn't help steer you back on the path. If anything, it, it reinforces a thought uh, or an idea in your mind that you are like you are <laughs> you are bad for doing this. This is a sign that you are not everything you can be. And I think that that's kind of a dangerous game to play with yourself um, because you're constantly reinforcing this thought and idea that you're not enough. And and if you don't think you're enough, then that's going to be a lot harder to move towards your goals or move towards uh, growth at maybe a faster rate or a higher capacity. Um, instead... Uh, approaching these counterproductive or these destructive actions or tendencies from a place of love, I believe, tends to bring us back on the path a little bit faster. Um, and I've experienced this in myself. So if I have a... So love, and love is also understanding. I believe those two things go together hand in hand. So I'm going to use this... Um, I'm going to use the scrolling example again. So let's say I catch myself scrolling. Uh, I notice I'm scrolling and I have a reaction because I've created this idea in my mind that scrolling is a waste of time. If I'm scrolling, <laughs> which this may also be kind of an unhealthy perspective, but I've created this maybe neurotically over time. Um, and this may be something I need to sort out. I think it is, is I've de uh, like I've deemed scrolling as just like net negative completely. Um, but I think it's contextual and I don't think being that harsh on oneself is actually very helpful, which is what I'm getting into. So I catch myself scrolling and I go, oh, okay, damn it. I'm scrolling again. Um, shit. <laughs> that's usually, <laughs> that's usually my reaction. I'm usually like a little bit or a lot disappointed in myself. I'm a lot easier on myself now because I've realized that getting pissed off at myself isn't very helpful. So okay, I'm scrolling. I have a reaction. What's my reaction? It's either like I'm upset or it's a little bit neutral. Like I'm just like, okay, I'm scrolling. It is what it is. Well, instead of just getting pissed off and then trying to resist scrolling, that's just going to keep my mind on it. There's a lot of like energy created in that transaction. Whereas if I have a neutral response and I just acknowledge it, I just simply observe it as, okay, I'm scrolling. That is a fact. And then Approaching it with curiosity and understanding. This is where I think love operates. And this might look like, okay, well, let me ask myself, maybe why am I scrolling? What, what kind of urge or what kind of desire or need am I satisfying by engaging in scrolling right now? Scrolling is entertaining. Uh, it can make me laugh. It can warm my heart. Uh, I can maybe sometimes interact with people so we can lump social media into scrolling. It's basically the same thing. Um, and so there's those things about it that I enjoy. Um, and it's also kind of a low, it's, it's a completely zero cost energy investment for entertainment, like absolutely zero. Other things are also quite low, like reading a book, but I would say that there's like a little bit more effort going into reading a book because you have to read, you have to, uh, synthesize, process the information. Sometimes you read a page and you're like, oh, what? And I got to read it again. Um, you know, that happens. So that's a little bit more of an energy cost. Um, and it's definitely more tiring to, well, I guess it depends on your position, but hold a book as opposed to just like holding your phone and scrolling with a finger or whatever. You can get so lazy with it. Anyways. Um, okay. So I lost my train of thought. So I've arrived at scrolling, neutral reaction. That's usually probably the best one. Just, huh, okay, I'm scrolling. That's a fact. Why am I scrolling? I need a low energy cost entertainment. That's kind of what I want right now. I don't want to exert myself. The day's winding down. I'm chilling out. 
I want to, I want to be, I still want to be kind of stimulated, but I don't want to have to put that much effort into it. Okay, scrolling is what I'm doing. So what are the pros of scrolling and what are the cons? And the pros are, as I've described, low energy cost, entertainment, I get a laugh sometimes. What are the cons though? And how do the cons and the pros line up with my values that you know I wish to uphold as much of the time as possible? The cons of scrolling are fragmented attention. So it, it basically ruins your attention span. You're training your attention span to be very, very short, especially if you're watching TikToks, Instagram reels, over and over again, just scroll next, scroll next, scroll next. It's um, so fragmented attention. Um, it could also be very superficial. Uh, I'm sure as we know, social media is an incredibly superficial uh, place. You can find a lot of superficial things on there. You can find things with a lot more depth as well. Um, but it's also just a breeding ground for superficial content and that sort of thing. Um, also, uh, what am I, what am I thinking? It can breed a lot of insecurity, I would say, um, because your Instagram feed is curated in a specific way. So your Instagram feed is like your own little world. And I don't think your subconscious can actually tell the difference between people you interact with in real life and people you are absorbing the influence of through the screen. And so in your mind, in your subconscious mind, it is interpreting these people as being in your approximate area. They're influencing you. This is your world. These are the people, their faces you see, the voices you hear, the messages they have, the way they look, the way they talk, all those things. And so I've experienced this where I've like hyper curated my Instagram feed to have a lot of really like cool and inspiring people on there. But at the same time, it's so like saturated with um, like <laughs> it's so saturated with like top 1% people of like, you know, athleticism or health or mindfulness or, you know, whatever the case might be. So it's like, man, it's like, it's like, damn. Like, man, look at all these people who are, you know, quote unquote, way ahead of me um, or who are like, I don't know, just more, more wise or they've, they've figured more things out. They're a little bit further down the path, whatever you might want to call it. That is like, oh man, it just seems like there's, man, there's just so much to go. You know, it's like, it's hard to, when you, when you, you can't help but compare yourself to that and you're like, man, look at all these dudes and I'm not you know, I'm not as mobile. I'm not as athletic. I'm not as jacked. I'm not as, uh, I don't know, you know, whatever those thoughts pop up and they arise and it's true. And it's like, bro, turn off the Instagram, go look around in your world. And it's like, oh, well, you know, maybe I do have a lot to be grateful for. And I actually do have some things about myself that I'm proud of and happy with, and I'm happy to be working on them. And I'm happy to, that I've, that I've fostered, uh, certain good qualities about myself. Um, so anyways, to loop that back around, uh, social media can make us very insecure through comparison. And especially if we curate the environment to have <laughs> a hyper saturation of top 1% performers, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So those are, oh my gosh, tangent within a tangent. Um, Anyway, so those are some of the cons of scrolling social media. So I'm just going to bring our mind back to this uh, visualization really quick. I'm on the couch or I'm on the ground. I'm usually on the ground and I catch myself scrolling. The ideal reaction is neutral. Notice I'm scrolling. Okay, I'm scrolling. Why am I scrolling? I want some entertainment. I want something low cost. I just want to chill. Okay, what does scrolling do for me? It gives me some of that, but it also has the cons of making me insecure and fragmenting my attention and um, probably some other things. It can it can also affect your posture poorly because you got your phone in your hand, your neck's going to lean forward, you're going to crouch and slouch and look like a dingus most of the time. And okay, so it has those pros and it has those cons. Are there other ways that I can get these same pros with less 
or none of the cons. And it's like, okay, well, let me think about that. What are some ways that I can achieve the same thing? I can, I can satisfy the same urge or the same feeling without so many of the cons that social media or scrolling brings. It's like, okay, well, maybe I can watch a, t- a TV show or maybe I can watch a movie, you know, because that is like, okay, there's one story and it's longer. It's like 20 minute, 40 minute, hour, two hours, whatever the case. So your attention has to be on one thing for a longer period of time. There's a longer story. Your mind has to work and piece these things together. It'll help improve your memory as opposed to scrolling and seeing a new video every 10 seconds, which your brain has no reason to work or practice its memory when you're doing that. Uh, Cause it's like, well, I'm, you know, taking in so much information, I got to make room for this new stuff. So I'll just get rid of the old stuff. That's kind of my interpretation of how it works. So we've reached this point. Uh, what are some healthier alternatives? I can read a book that's pretty low cost, uh, energy cost. I get some entertainment out of it. I could watch a TV. I could watch a movie. I could listen to some music, whatever. But there are ways to like ameliorate the situation without having to judge yourself and get pissed off, you know, or you could even just let yourself scroll. You can say, Hey, okay, we're scrolling right now. Is scrolling the epitome of, uh, vitality and, and an epic adventure of life? Like, no, but you know, is it going to, (laughs) is it such a big deal that it's going to influence, um, my life on a, on a grand scale. And, and I think like, you know, scrolling for like an hour at night before, you know, after dinner or something, when you're just chilling, that's not a huge deal. The problem for me is when I'm scrolling during the daytime, when I'm trying to get work done and I start getting distracted, or if I'm out with people and I have an urge to look at my phone, I get sucked into my phone. Then I'm like, okay, this is not giving me anything right now. (laughs) This is completely taking away from my experience. So there's two ways I think to approach it. And I'm learning to be a little bit more allowing with myself and then also remove the perception of scrolling as just a total net negative and like actually understanding and being curious about it being like, why am I scrolling? Well, it's actually, it's actually not this evil action that I, that I told myself it was, you know, it's what makes it evil is the way that I use it. What makes it evil is my, is my relationship to it. (laughs) So it's not evil in and of itself, but the way I use it can determine whether it's, you know, something beneficial for me or something that is, uh, counterproductive. And so, you know, there's, there's ways that we can learn to heal ourselves using love and without having to be this, extremely punishing judge to ourselves constantly because again you know you hear that judge in your head belittling you making you small making you fearful and it's like would you say all that out loud to someone else and if you would what the hell (laughs) like what Uh, like i think okay we're going a little bit far like i think if you would judge other people that way well, this is interesting because I realize that I wouldn't do that to someone else. I would actually, hopefully, you know, ideally, I would treat them a lot better with more understanding and more patience. And if you have that thought, then you go, whoa, if I want to, um, if I want to influence someone else like that, then why would I not treat myself the same way with the same understanding, patience, and encouragement? Because, actually, I don't know why. We each have our own reasons for why we uh, judge and criticize ourselves so much. Probably because our families or our society um, make that the normal or make it seem like we're supposed to do that. Or maybe we develop that as a defense mechanism. Who knows? Um, You know, judgment is pervasive in our society and i'm sure that that's no surprise to anybody (sighs) sniffle 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 
and I'm mouth breathing this whole podcast. Can you tell? Now you're going to be aware of it. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm congested and that's what it is. That's who I am today. So we can use love to heal. We can use love to heal. Uh, I kind of want to touch back on um, loving the ugly parts of ourselves because there are, you know, we're humans and there are parts of us without a doubt that are, wait for it, imperfect. There we go. That's also a whole other concept and conversation of imperfection versus perfection. But for the sake of this conversation, we're just going to go with uh, imperfection in terms of our flaws or our behaviors and actions that are not productive or conducive towards our (laughs) values or living in alignment. So I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say our flaws or something like that, just to make it concise. So why is it so hard for us to love or come to terms with our flaws? Why do we have that judge that is so unrelenting when we act in a way that we don't like? Uh, Maybe it's because we don't want to believe it's real and we're like pissed off that it came out. We're like, ah, what is that? That's not me. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) It definitely is you because it's me too. Why is it so hard to love the shadow? Um... I think number one is because we have to admit that it's real. We have to admit that it's there. We have to admit that we have these tendencies or these traits that uh, that move us out of alignment with, with our values, with a better world, with more love. And that might be something hard to admit or... You know, it's not it's not very like empowering to say it out loud, but it actually is. Because you're owning it. But we're afraid of what others are going to think, right? Because we want others to think that we have so many good qualities and that we are uh we don't have bad qual why would we, you know, why would we want to share bad qualities with someone else? Um Well, you might want to show them that you're not afraid to uh be everything that you are and and acknowledge it and, and open yourself up to the world and dissect. But anyways, getting off on it. Loving the shadow. You got to say something or admit to yourself or to someone else something like, I have a tendency to overconsume social media at uh, times during the day that get in the way of my progress towards creating... Uh, the life or the person that I want to be or have in this world. You know, it's getting in the way of my, my mission or my goals, or it might even be something like I tend to exhibit traits of an inferiority complex that get in the way of my, uh, progression in building confidence and being able to take on, uh, responsibility or leadership roles. Those are things that, <laughs> you know, it's not super uh, like sexy to say that, <laughs> but it's real and it's true. And if I don't acknowledge that as my truth, my lived truth, then there's nothing there for me to work on. You know, if I just if I just hide it under the bed and I pretend it doesn't exist, then it never gets addressed and it can never be augmented it can never be it can never be worked on you know so that's one thing we have to admit that it's real and okay so i've i've admitted that it's real um there are these qualities about myself that get in the way of being who i'd like to be or living how i'd like to live um okay well the next step which is also hard to do is admitting that there is something that can be done about it okay so i have these qualities okay yes they can be changed okay so who's gonna do it oh me okay yeah 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 
Oh, wait, you mean I'm the only one who can do something about it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Boom. Extra responsibility. That's why I think it's hard um, to admit to ourselves and then to take responsibility and take on the task and the challenge and the adventure of addressing and, um, uh, you know, addressing those qualities and healing them and, 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 and trying to, trying to shift the ratio in favor of more, uh, loving qualities as opposed to non-loving qualities or qualities of living in alignment as opposed to not living in alignment. So, okay. I've acknowledged my shadow. It's real. Yes. There's something that could be done about it. Yes. I'm the one who has to do something about it. Okay. This is even more difficult to admit if you have already convinced yourself that this is something you've overcome or healed or taken care of to the fullest degree um because that is a that's kind of a comforting thing eh? like okay i ha okay you know i finally i finally did it you know i finally overcome toxic traits <laughs> you know imagine <laughs> you know imagine what you're doing is uh, setting a ceiling for yourself and you've actually limited yourself. You've actually said, I'm no more capable than what you've seen right here or what I've shown myself right here. And I, uh, you know, that's totally just a mental construct, that limitation. Um, you know, there is, that's like saying, how can I make this an analogy? Is like, it's like, we can make this an analogy with money, I suppose. Um, yeah, we can make this an analogy with money. So, you know, saying like, oh, how am I going to, how am I going to say this? It's like, okay, well, I can never be perfect, right? I'm never going to be absolutely perfect without flaw. And so maybe I've made a lot of progress in this one toxic trait in my life. And, you know, I can never be perfect. So why, you know, why am I going to keep moving towards it? Why do I have to keep stacking? Like, am I not, you know, am I not good right here? Like, am I not good enough right here? And it's like, yeah, you are. You're always, you know, you're always good enough. You're always worthy of love. Um, but it's kind of like saying, well, I'll never reach uh, infinity in my bank account. So what's the point of making more money or what's the point of stacking more money? Well, <laughs> I'm sure it comes as no surprise. There is a, there, you know, there's an infinite amount of steps of progression between zero and infinity. And that's kind of exciting to me to think that, wow, so I can forever be growing and changing and experiencing new levels of interaction with the world. And in terms of working on your toxic traits, it's like, yeah, there's an infinite level of progression that you can make. You can, there are always small and achievable steps to progressing, healing further and bringing more beauty and love into the world. Just like there's an infinite amount of steps in accumulating money. And you might say, okay, well, you know, I've reached uh, this much money and that's enough for me. And okay understood that's enough for you but is this only for you like is this only about you is this money only about you it's like well no so if i was making you know let's say i'm making sixty thousand dollars a year in canada you know okay i'm good like i'm good julian's good okay well what about what about my family what about the people who are going to depend on me eventually what about people in my community who could use more help you know money is a way for us to help others as well the same thing goes for healing our toxic traits and bringing more loving traits into it so it's like okay well if i go from making sixty thousand dollars a year to six hundred thousand dollars a year all of a sudden i have a lot more influence to augment the life experience of everyone else around me so that's the exact same thing that goes on with healing ourselves of toxic traits. You know, it's like, this brings me to my next thought. And my next point was that loving myself isn't for me. Not as in like, 
not as in like oh you know curling's not for me i'm just not into that it's like loving myself is not for like (laughs) it's not just for me you know if you split up the demographic of who is influenced by my presence you can split it up into me and everyone else every other person i've met come into contact with influenced interacted with in some way okay now let's attach an imaginary number to that okay me that's a whopping one others that is a whopping thousands upon thousands i don't know how many but thousands for sure and it's climbing every day that i'm alive it's climbing okay so healing my toxic traits isn't only improving my quality of life it's improving the quality of life of everyone i come into contact with because they're dealing with one less unpleasant interaction is how i'll put it so now i've come to think like okay so i have this uh responsibility to others because if i'm going to live in this world and if i'm going to interact with other people then the quality of Julian that they receive heavily depends on what kind of state he's in. So does the, you know, we can do a little bit of a mind experiment here. What kind of influence does the Julian who plays 10 hours of video games, smokes weed all day, is extremely insecure, projects that insecurity onto his loved ones, um, shelters himself, from the world and secludes himself okay what kind of influence is that julian having on the people he's interacting with yeah not super sick Uh, actually it is sick it's sick and it's kind of sad that's like the words being used um (laughs) maybe that's a little bit harsh whatever next um okay so it's like a low vibration like that is just bad vibes Okay, well, what about the Julian who, you know, ideally, what about the Julian who is taking care of his mind, who's taking care of his physical body, he's spending time meditating, and he is hydrated, and (laughs) he is mindful, and he's working and trying to understand this life so that way he can bring better influence to other people. That is why it's important to love ourselves well. I think is because it's not actually for me it's for others and this is now I'm starting to understand this idea this revelation that my friend Jasper who was on a previous episode with me if you haven't listened to it go check it out he's great he's a great friend he's a great man holy cow I'm so congested um you know, he said something very profound to me that has taken me a little bit of time to fully, I think, synthesize in my mind and that I'm good. It's not for me. It's for others. And it was very simple what he said. And I was like, that's so, that's so like broad and vague, but I knew what he was talking about, but I didn't, I didn't fully like conceptualize it yet. And here right now, the past couple days as i asked myself this question i went oh i'm starting to get it and he's always shared with me this great analogy of boats okay so if you imagine life (laughs) i almost said a stupid joke um (laughs) if you imagine life is like we're on an ocean and my and me myself my my julian is a boat on this ocean okay so we can all start with like maybe a raft and then as we go through life we gain skills we gain qualities we gain uh you know health and resources and friends then and we're we're each our own individual boat on here right okay as i gain resources as i gain skills things that are useful then then i build my boat then my boat gets a little bit bigger it gets a little bit more sturdy it's a little bit more secure and resourceful and sustainable boom now i have this boat that's bigger and if other people are having a hard time hey man why don't you why don't you come aboard my boat i got extra room you know i got extra resources 
I got extra experience. So why don't you come aboard my boat? Or I can share some of my boat with you. Here, I got some extra wood. You want to build some riggers? You know, I got some extra... I don't know. I got some extra scurvy in the... No, definitely not. I got some I got some oranges. You're working with some scurvy over there. Okay, let me toss you a bag. You know? That's what it means. Or that's how you can conceptualize taking care of yourself or loving yourself or living in alignment and in pursuit of higher values. Um, because I'm more capable of being a positive influence on other people and it's actually uh what's the word it's kind of irresponsible almost to not take good care of yourself because everyone else that you're interacting with is being directly influenced by you and not only everyone else you as well so like i feel it if i don't take care of myself and that sucks. And then everyone else around me has to feel it. My roommate has to feel it. My parents have to feel it. You know, my cats might get some bad vibes. That's not cool. They don't deserve that. You know, my colleagues at work are getting a fraction of Julian. That's, that's not super cool. That's not super exciting. And so... So loving myself isn't just for me. Okay. It's not just for me, but it's for me a little bit because it has to be for me. Right. Uh, I had this thought is that sometimes I will eat an entire pint of Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Okay. I love it. Okay. It's also way too much to do that every day or twice a day, or you know what I mean? Like that's overkill. And then eventually the ice cream doesn't even get that fun anymore. Um, sometimes it's also fun to just lay on the ground and watch four episodes of alone. That's also great. Should I be doing that all day, every day? Absolutely not. What a waste of time. I wouldn't be moving towards my goals. Okay. What's on the other side of it? Should I be taking three cold plunges every day, running 20 kilometers uh, at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and every time in between, uh, making sure I'm filming content, writing for the next podcast, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know, doing taxes or whatever, you know, all that stuff. Is that sustainable either? No, it's not. You're going to get burnt out. You're going to get robotic. Um, it's it'll, it'll destroy you eventually. So, so, there are there's a balance there's a balance in there and it's important to have a balance um it's important to have a balance because there's parts of ourselves that you know i wake up in the morning do i want to get in a cold shower no <laughs> it's uncomfortable but part of me does want to get in the cold shower okay so there's both there's a paradox that's where the balance is lies in the paradox of both yes and no Okay, because getting in the cold shower doesn't just mean discomfort for however many minutes. It means increased alertness, better energy, and, you know, a release of endorphins that gives me this kind of like, it gives me this good feeling after. I feel energized. I feel ready to go. I feel focused. Engine's on. Let's freaking go. Core body temperature has gone up. Okay, so doing the thing that is going to put you in alignment with the highest values. The way of loving yourself is not always what you feel like doing. You know, do I feel like sitting down for 15 minutes and meditating? Not always. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes my mind's going crazy. I really just want to like have something to distract myself. I really want to be entertained. The last thing I want to do is sit there and do nothing and just be for 15 straight minutes. But do I know that it's good for me? And do I know that for the greater good and the greater purpose, that that is a more productive use of my time than scrolling? Yes, absolutely. I also think of this. 
because not only am I responsible for the influence that I have on others, um, and I'm saying that in terms of like we all have an influence on people. Your 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 sheer presence is an influence on someone, whether you like it or not. So, <laughs> so know that know know that whether you like it or not, you are having an impact on somebody else. So, are you going to take some responsibility for how you're impacting others or are you going to leave that responsibility i hope that you take the responsibility because if you take the responsibility to improve how you're treating others then you're going to find yourself amongst other people doing the same thing and you will be being treated better by others as well so it's this it's this positive positive feedback loop um So, yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought. But loving yourself isn't just for you. Oh, I remember where I was going with this, actually. We're back. We're freaking back. Um, there are varying degrees to which your influence um, affects somebody, right? So someone that you share a couple messages with online across the world, that's one level. But uh, you're, like, let's say you have children, that's a whole other level. That's really deep. There's a lot of influence there, a lot of really powerful influence. So, you know what I think to myself sometimes when I catch myself scrolling at a bad time or I wake up and I don't feel like meditating? I think to myself, you know, what kind of what kind of person do I want to be? What kind of father do I want to be when my children come into this world? Do I want to be a father who has spent 80% of his free time scrolling? Or would I rather be a father who spent 20% of his free time scrolling? 20% is still way too much. In my opinion. <laughs> Sniffles. Okay. And so every time I'm faced with a choice of what to do with my time, I like to think, okay, how is the decision that I'm going to make right now going to impact my future children? And that's a question I ask myself because I want to have a family someday. I want to have children. And so every moment of every day, I am building myself into the human who will eventually be the father of my children. I want that guy to be as awesome as possible. Would you not? Would you not want that? Right? So. You know, I want to share with my children presence. I want to be present there for them. I don't want to be distracted. I don't want my attention to be fragmented. And I don't want to be insecure. Those are things that I know social media and scrolling do to me. So am I going to continue to make the choice to bring that into my life and into my being and then infuse my children with that? Damn. No, I don't want to do that. Does my fear of my fear of, of life or my inferior, like the traits of an inferiority complex, am I going to settle with how they are in me? Like I'm not, you know, I still love myself. I still love myself. I still have care for myself despite holding some toxic traits, no doubt. And there's other ones too, you know, but this episode isn't about diving into all of my toxic traits. Um, this episode is about, you know, how do I love myself right now as I am? And then how do I because I love myself, continue to work on myself. That's also paradoxical. You are perfect just the way you are, but you could also be better. But you're perfect just the way you are. You could be better. It's true. And you'd still be perfect. <laughs> you'd still be good enough. But you could also be better. So, huh? You know? Let's like, why not, why not make this life adventure grand and be like, damn, okay, how much better can this get? 
Like, how can we push the boundaries? How much more can we explore? How much more can we find out? How much more depth and how much more beauty can we experience in this life? You know? And I think that's what loving yourself is about, you know? You know, because if I think about it, the more I work on my flaws, then the more I'm going to have capacity to have a positive impact on those around me and those who I have yet to meet. And why would I not want to continue making a better and better and better impact on the world around me? Why? Why? I can't think of a good reason. I can't think of a good reason. And every single moment, every single decision is a vote for the kind of energy that you want to bring into the world. You know, you know, you know, you know. Um, man, I feel like I've gone all over the place, but also stayed on track to a degree, which is kind of a nice balance to strike. I didn't want to read off of a script this episode, but I also uh, didn't want to just stream of conscious it, consciousness it like crazy because I can get real lost real quick. So this has felt better. This has felt better, I would say. And uh, again, I want to say this is me asking questions that I'm not sure about and then trying to answer them and working my way around them. So if you think another way, uh, if you disagree or if this has made you think something that you would like to share or, you know, if you'd like a to contend one of my arguments or if you would like to agree or if you want to keep it to yourself whatever um please feel free to share with me your thoughts you can just send me a message or you can use the link in the description to submit an anonymous question uh or an uh, an anonymous thought or idea i had a few on there that i was that you know i was kind of excited to receive questions on the uh on the anonymous link, but they were kind of lame. I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry if you sent the question, but if you're asking questions like, Hey, are you, uh, you know, you know, are you single or, uh, what was your last thing? Like it's not ask FM. If it's a lame question, I'm probably like, I'm, I'm just not going to answer it. Um, and I also can't tell if they're real questions or if the website just makes them up, like they're just auto generated. So, <sighs> So I'm just not going to bother with the ones that are like kind of lame. So if you have something cool, <laughs> if you have something cool to say, uh, some insight to share, just, you know, a nice comment or something, uh, feel free to share it. Uh, if you disagree, feel free to share it as well. I think this is about it here. Uh, I don't know what else to say about this, but um, yeah, yeah it's a process it's a process loving yourself and learning how to love yourself what is the right amount of ice cream to eat and what is the right amount of time to spend in the cold shower those are the two ends of the spectrum that i find myself needing to balance the work and the pleasure i love both but if i get too swamped by either side i don't become a very uh how might you say full julian you know, I kind of want to encompass the entire spectrum. I want to be amped up and energized and strong and focused when I need to be. But I also want to be relaxed and chill and laid back when the time calls for it. I'd like to be everywhere and be everything. Everything in between. And I'd like to be open and transparent about it all. So that's why I've recorded myself today. So if you've uh, stuck around this entire episode, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing this time with me. And uh, I love you. How about that? I love me and I love you. And I love me so I can love you. And I hope you love you so you can love me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, why don't we all love ourselves so we can all help each other rise to a greater level of whoop, 
uh, experience of life, you know? Why not? What else is there to do? What else is there to do? You got a you got an answer for that one? If you got an answer for that one, I want to hear it. What else is there to do except to be a helping hand in each other's fulfillment of a beautiful life? Huh? You got an answer for that one? Let's hear it. Okay. Uh, working with a different energy today. Thank you so much for being here one last time. I'm going to wrap this up. This has been Julian's Lightroom, episode 10. And we are out.